Hello, everybody. It's Friday night, and we, unlike the Premier League, have not been bought by Saudi Arabia, so it must be time for the weekender once again. We have a jam-packed show this week, stuffed full of Old West, Wild West, Mad West, and lunar exploration. So sit back and relax, because your weekend starts here. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Weekender. I'm joined this week by Ben, Justin, and Brother Lloyd. Swing! Hello. <laughs> He's found the, his way into this show Released into well. the Friday night. So, uh, <laughs> he comes bearing the can, gift can of I, trains. Can, can I bleed my trains into this show? Can no, I? I imagine so, yeah. <laughs> well, you, you really, you know, I think you may have got your, your quota for the year after last week's Hornby and Warlord getting into bed. Nah, I placed an order for some new train stuff last night. <laughs> but, after, but Lloyd, after after Anna went to bed. <laughs> but Lloyd, bolt action might go double O gauge. Uh, uh, this is why we need the damn you apes meme. <laughs> Justin, you see? You see yes, how yes, 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 yes. I see why you're asking yeah. for it, and everyone else will see exactly what you're talking about later in the show. Yeah. Never in a million years. If they ever did anything like that, it would have to go HO. Because that's what all the Europe Well. This yes, sounds like English. It means them. nothing to me. <laughs> it's trainish. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> so we have a new language, trainish. Yeah. It's it's like oh. using millimeters for scale, except an actual scale that <laughs> 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 so you can scale things off that doesn't vary. That you can have oh, very you... detailed diagrams about bridge heights and all oh, that sort true. of stuff, that's which I found, whole, too which I found more this. about. You need so, to go and check out the Excel. <laughs> I, I I wonder. Is there possibly an online model engineering degree that Lloyd could go and get? I think he's already got it, I think. Uh, (laughs) I see him wondering if it's actually a thing. I doubt it. It's probably in Germany. (laughs) I mean, if if they let you do degrees in David Beckham and the Spice Girls, then you can probably do degrees in model engineering, I imagine. And a Spice Girls degree? No idea, but university was running on in England when they were were still a thing. Oh, I thought that was definitely going to be a Donald Trump university special. (laughs) No, no, no. Real university who should know better. Anyway, right. You might get yourself a 2-1. A two oh, become one. No. no. Ah! Okay. Oh, <laughs> I appreciate. So this week, if you haven't been paying attention, we've had an Infinity Theme Week for Endsong. Mm-hmm. See, mm-hmm. see how I drag you back, kicking and oh, screaming yeah. to where we're going. Yes, um, yes. Just you, this little thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all heard her. If you are uh, an Infinity player, uh, then you probably already have heard about it. Uh, if you've missed it, though, we have a whole host of videos over the past five days looking at the new book, the new miniatures, uh, and how it will affect all of the factions, even factions who aren't getting new miniatures to her. Like uh, anybody in particular, I can't think of anyone to her. It could be anybody. But <laughs> you can come across to ontabletop.com. Uh, on the homepage, there's a lovely little Infinity End Song Week banner there. Or if you go to their hub, you can keep an eye on everything that's coming uh, and all the stuff we've done in the past mm. as well, where we've talked about them. Uh, so it's been a, a, an interesting change of things, change of pace, mm. uh, adding a big chunk of extra points to your game, but uh, having them deploying later on for fun and games. So, yeah, yes, so. but now, now I can be nasty and run Pano with uh, Yu Jing. 
Sure. I especially liked it when everyone got up in arms about the JSA yes, eh? being part of Yujing again. That was good. <laughs> no, no, they're not a part of Yujing anymore. They're an online army now. <laughs> they, they, they are, are independent. Cover, they they are are good, they're independent. <laughs> but for one evening, they were back. <laughs> for one evening, this. <laughs> yes, I I goofed on a cover image. My Just bad. I apologize. <laughs> oh, no. Did, did you see thing. Carlos's Facebook post? The horrendous Yuding JSA <laughs> cover image has been updated. That guy's gone too deep. <laughs> uh, he just lives in that world. I mean, I, I love when Carlos comes across. He's one of my favorite guests to have on the show. Yeah, you know, especially not just for the fact that he's really funny on camera. He also brings me very nice images that I don't need to process. That's it. While we're speaking about this, go and smash some comments in because you mm -hmm. can win. You could mm -hmm. win a juicy pack by commenting on the the week's episode oh, episodes on the week's videos. Would you episodes. like me to do? Would you like me to do the prize intro live right? Go ahead. Do it. <laughs> Let's see it is Infinity End Song Week here at OnTabletop.com, and we have three copies of Operation Blackwind up for grabs. We are picking three winners: one from YouTube, one from OnTabletop.com, and our Cult of Games members get an extra chance to win. Yeah, but don't comment on this. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Don't comment on the videos. No, the End Song Week videos. Do we have a prize this week? Nope. Uh, nope. I'm pushing everybody towards Enzo. <laughs> <laughs> That's how this infinity goes. goodness, damn. There are three copies of the Code 1 set. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, if you want to get into Infinity, if you're not already a player, they're a, a fantastic starter set. So I thought, why why muddy the waters? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's Infinity Light. Gently push everybody over there. Mm -hmm. Or, in this case, just Heavy's screaming <laughs> into the pit of Infinity. Either run, way, Lemmings. Run off the cliff. Right. <laughs> So that's that's this week. Uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks, we'll also have uh, a doomed theme week for Lost Brain. We're yeah. looking at uh, Chris McDowell's new game of um, when you say the next few weeks, sci-fi nonsense. Uh, I I mean it will be coming up in three weeks, seventh of August kickoff. Oh, yeah. He says, yeah. "Desperately mm. trying to work out the link's head." <laughs> yes. So keep your eye out for that if you yes. fancy a bit of um, post-apocalyptic sci-fi madness. Yeah, it's it's muto madness. blasting fun. It was at yeah. this point Lloyd realised he had a lot of work to go into. <laughs> I, I was kind of thinking as soon as you went, when is it? It was just like, oh, he's looking. Do I have? To, what do you mean, theme week? Oh crap! Do I? They were all planned a long time ago. Read your memos. Put sticky notes on your boards. Right. Enough of this. Let's get into the show proper. Uh, and it's time to kick off, as always, with the most important part of the week. And that is the indie of the week. Yay. And this week's indie is Anacron Miniatures. Ooh. Mm. What you got? Uh, they have a whole host of things. It's actually a relatively small indie in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Um, so we'll be here a while. No, no, we won't. No. That's not how this goes. Uh, so the um, sculptor slash designer slash one-man show, uh, David uh, Ariel, I think. He's Swiss, lives in France now. Um, very much influenced by things like Rackham, uh, as you can see from some of his sculpts and some of the things he has produced. Uh, is self-taught, though. Uh, so he wasn't part of oh, the wow. Rackham crew. He's also worked for a ton of other companies, including uh, Demented Games. He's done a lot of stuff for Twisted, um, bits and pieces like that. So absolute corker of a man. Um, he works in resin, but he's also started offering some 3D bits and pieces of late mm -hmm. as well. So some of the figures are available as both physical models and three-dimensional 
uh, STLs, as I believe they call them in France. <laughs> Don't know what they call them here. But uh, so, yeah, we only have a, a couple of pages of actual miniatures. Then there's some busts and some other bits and pieces. But we'll, uh, mm. we'll kick things off with having a look at some of the miniatures he's worked on. Um, mm. They are I, very much in a, a, in a oh. Rackham style. Oh. So if you're looking, for example, the um, Sons of Oromos, the Celt fat Sibu Ogre looking fellows, uh, if you don't have seven of them behind you, like I do, then, you know, <laughs> if you're looking to have one of those in your games of confrontation, pick up you get a Rackham. Yeah. yeah. Nice. We, we have seen a real resurgence of the Rackham style of sculpting these days. Yes, it's great. Which, uh, no, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not saying it's bad. I love it. I like it. I want more of it. Mm. I do have to wonder, you know, Rackham felt like it was one that was really ahead of its time. And I do wonder if it was like raised from the dead today with something like Seocast, would it take off? Would it be a competitor? Could it be a contender? I, I don't know. Uh, a lot of the people who picked up uh, Confrontation Miniatures picked them up because they were really top-notch and absolutely oh, yeah. beautiful to, to play with and paint. Uh, I don't know if stepping into Seocast is the way to go. Um, they were such a loss when they went the way of the Dota. Yeah. Mm. And not just because all of a sudden a bunch of... Um, crazy space apes went away <laughs> uh but the, the, yeah they they went too far they like oh. icarus deadless told them not to fly too close to the wing uh or to the sun and uh instead they they went you know what pre-painted plastics that's what we'll do uh, we I, went, I remember oh, years man. ago when we had roman across it would always go oh yes i just go down to ludix bazaar and they just have a bin of them hmm. <laughs> just like excuse me what can i come visit I still have some that he sent me. Mm -hmm. Never painted. Wow. <laughs> On always, the pile of potential. the time. Get Armour into the it, Barbarian, man. named after the uh, the code name. Well, not the code name, but the pseudonym that Conan uses when he's a mm. pirate. We yes. Mm -hmm. Well well spotted. You get an internet cookie. Oh, what was it? <laughs> I missed it completely. Uh, the name of the Barbarian, yeah, Aram. Yeah. Oh, there. Aram, rather. It's, it's, sitting, it's sitting right in front of me. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's very cool. Very uh, classic sword and sorcery. I like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love the damage to the shield in there. It's very, very well detailed. I love it. Yeah. Definitely picked that up off the floor that it was in, in like an ancient cave somewhere. <laughs> I require a shield. There's one. Yeah. I love yeah. the Nutcracker. That's just delightful. I'll go, I'll go whimsical next. I we'll think the Nutcracker is some uh, a spellcaster in Lloyd's weird little <laughs> no mommy. So well, hang on, hang on. Well, he certainly won't. He certainly won't be in any Disney movies. That's for well, sure. Hang on. Is it a dwarf <laughs> who screwed up his wild wild shape? Yes. <laughs> he did walnut shape instead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's delightfully insane. Yeah. yeah. That or it's a, a dwarf rogue whose stealth is up to par. <laughs> well. You see, you say that, but it, it can, yeah. in many respects, anybody who's seen Troll, obviously, will have seen them hatch. Yeah, yeah. So oh, yes. maybe, maybe this is where dwarves come from. The whole uh, question about why you never see any female dwarves is because they're hatched from nuts. Or maybe they chuck them in this <laughs> from <be>. a slingshot. <laughs> the aerial it's assault. It's day! Ping! And bomb oh, back. Oh, I love him. Uh, like, uh, it has those sort of little touches that you used to get with the Rackham sculpts, like the uh, angular spiral is particularly mm -hmm. noticeable. Uh, but at the yeah. same time, he also has that sort of cadwall and um, medieval city kind of fantasy vibe creeping around. Yeah. This. God, I love it. He, he feels like just like 
mm. a Puritan goblinoid <laughs> creature. Could be that. If that's how you choose to interpret and run with him, then that could be the He's got a dagger whole, for repulsing the faith. There you go. The whole start of the cult right there. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's, he's got the, the shepherd's crook to draw them in, mm. and then the, the knife to go, do you knife believe? Yes, you believe. Do you believe? Yes. That is a good goblin nose. I like that. It, what are we also, looking at here? Is this a, is this a resin, then? The, these are resins, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I will take a wee scroll to the uh, 3Ds scroll. in a moment. Um, good beast, man. See, I never even thought beast, man. I, I automatically default to some sort of minotaur type, you know, don't you mean Minotaur? No. <laughs> I mean, I would have thought it was a little too humanoid to be a Minotaur. What are you talking about? That's what, that's what they look like. Have you not seen? Oh, what is it? Time Bandits. Yeah, Time Bandits. Oh, we're not allowed to talk about that movie anymore. There's too many dwarves in it. Hush. <laughs> God bless you, Lord. It's been cancelled. <laughs> and then Cat Warrior. Yeah. Very Again, that nice. sort of blend of um, medieval fantasy, kind of in the yeah. style of the clothing. Yeah, but it's also the fact that the anthropomorphism is like ultra-humanized. Mm. Very I mean, different to, like, to what you see in some other sculptors' styles. With the, way, with the way the sculpt is around the mouth, you could just go ahead and paint that as a mask. Yeah, actually, you that's do. true. You it's basically... Off, send it on its way. It's basically <laughs> Avatar, really. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's, it's it's something I like about the style is they take anthropomorphic animals and make them even more human than what you would normally see. You know, mm. so they're less bestial, more like full-on Skyrim human. Yeah. yeah. It's like more full-on like Skyrim style. More like a Khajiit. Yeah. Mm. Turak the Barbarian. I don't know what the link that has to perhaps to. Why the Halloween doll? Captain Ulrich is pretty Well, cool. we'll get to those. Captain Ulrich is is absolutely corker. Just a nice, mm. nice standard uh, fantasy human about to <laughs> lay into somebody. Good leader of the town guard, I reckon. I mean, yeah. for me, I would love to just have him leading a warband in a small mm. skirmish game. Yeah, definitely. I like Perfect the... Perfect mercenary um, commander. Uh, the strap is attached to the scabbard there as well. Mm. That's mm. really cool. Sheath. Yeah. Very cool. Where he lamps you around the head with the scabbard and then stabs you with the sword. This. Who knows what's in there? Could be a goblin. Could be mechanical. Could be anything. Could be uh, just a robot without a heart. Has a very... Three gnomes. Very big um, Brian Froud sort of influence yeah. there. Mm. Yeah. Especially on that kind of the, the helmet grill. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and the body proportions being all odd, you can see this mm -hmm. running around trying to poke Sir Didymus up the backside. The labyrinth. <laughs> labyrinth. There's a lot of small people in that. We can't talk about that anymore. Can't talk about that anymore. <laughs> Most of them are puppets, Lloyd. Well, hey, Lloyd, this, this one's only twenty-two <laughs> millimeters tall. So, well, isn't that one. isn't that the whole point? The upgrade yep. over. You can't have dwarves, and they're like, hold on, don't you know they're mythical beasts? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're not beasts. <laughs> Lee guide and Lloyd himself was cancelled this time. <laughs> well, hang on, hang on. At least he's not going to dox himself on this one. Well, that's true. Yeah, the day is still young. <laughs> yes, yeah, so you can see. Very cool. There's a, a whole host of mighty old of barbarian classic mm -hmm. style fantasy, and then some a bit more uh, peculiar or aligned to the sort of the rack and way. Mm -hmm. 
What size is this guy? All the muscles. What size is he? Probably Jerry's size. If Jerry worked out, that's exactly what Jerry would look like. Jerry's not working out. I'm I'm wondering, because if I could get this as an STL, I'd be very tempted to blow him up and have him as a giant. Uh, That would actually work quite nicely, actually, yeah. I looked that up. The correct correct pronunciation of STL is Jif, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Your name is Jif. (laughs) Then we have these creepy things. It is a small child. I'm not saying it's going to murder you in your sleep, but I wouldn't go to sleep. Did you see that Chucky, though, that someone tied to a uh, shopping cart and dumped in a river? No, it was, no. it was well creepy when the police found it. There's this chunky <laughs> doll in the river. Oh, God. Uh, you have to ask, uh, how did it get there? Because it wasn't just somebody decided, I'm going to chuck one in there. I imagine that <laughs> it was the only way after being chased by Chucky to a, a closed shop in the middle of the night. <laughs> well, wa- water breaks the magical uh, power. So, you know, throwing him in there means that he can't, you know, See, come back. I, I imagine it's a sibling who didn't like that their other sibling had the Chucky doll and was scared of the Chucky doll and then had Maybe. to get rid of the Chucky doll by making yeah. a prison for the Chucky doll. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is great. You guys turn into a load of school teachers that goes near derailed all the time. Yes. <laughs> because you're here, Lloyd. You are you are the agent of chaos. Uh, yeah. Yeah, this is the, cool. The two little weird rag dolls, they're very I mean that mm. one's slightly more human wearing a mask, but that one is classic. Look, uh, yeah. Midnor. Midnor were just forever had weird rag dolls all over the place that were generally yes. animated and you know, wheeling wheelbarrows full of dead people around. Fun. So those are uh the Physical miniatures. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are the 3D figures, though, Ooh. as well. Mm-hmm. So a uh, couple of the busts and then a couple of the more recent figures. Yeah. yeah. So are they just dipping their toe into the 3D side of things? Yeah, I only started, I want to say it was last November, I think, mm. they, they first sort of appeared. The no, ogres um, are a good choice for this because then you can scale them up to be even bigger. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I'm very curious to see what the final output from this is to see if it's, again, if it's something they're dipping their toe into, are they pre-supported? Are they easy to run through your machines? You know, and how do they actually fit together whenever the breakdown's done? Mm. Well, there's only one way to find out. Yeah, yeah. there is. There is. Right. Unfortunately, my <laughs> missus didn't give me my pocket money. Here, they're really good priced, actually, at five euro. F- mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of people, for a big a, ogre. Yeah. A lot of people stick astronomical prices on their STLs, even though you're going to do the printing. Mm. See, here's the thing. You can say it's, oh, it's only an STL, but you're paying for the person's artwork, their time and care in actually creating the thing. So I don't mind paying a bit more for STLs. No, no, I like to pay a bit less because you're still not paying for the cash. Okay, Lloyd's cheap. Lloyd <laughs> <But> is cheap. <laughs> no, Lloyd's, still, Lloyd's, they... Lloyd's got a point, though. If, if that is 12 euro in resin, mm. um, you know, and that's the material cost and all. Okay. Then what? Resin's not resin's not cheap. Resin's resin's relatively expensive. You get like five hundred grams for about twenty quid. Yeah, so, but yeah, but yeah. I mean, you'll generally do a liter for about twenty five, maybe. You got your electricity to take into account as well. Oh, I'm not fair, talking about fair, your three D printed ones. I'm talking about actual physical resin. Oh, his yeah, electricity, yeah. his time. Yeah, yeah, I get that. But again, it's it's what value does the sculptor place on their their artistic creation at that point? You know, you can grab a, a wallpaper for free offline and, you know, someone has put time and effort into it. So whenever someone comes to actually get a custom commission piece, they think, oh, it should just be free. Well, and I hate it when put, that happens. They used to put time and effort into it. Now we have AI. <laughs> <laughs> 
Now we have Warren. <laughs> uh, that is very true. Yeah, um, well. There's a whole host of little... Different uh, kind of worms. Bits and pieces uh, in the way of scenery as well. So like those. little confrontation-esque pillowers. Especially like if you're diving into the new the the stuff that community's working on at the moment for confrontation mm. and, and want to make a themed table or have themed objectives and things, this is a great little idea to go and pick up some of this stuff. Even even adding these as bits and pieces yeah. to base. I, yeah, I love little base fillers like that. Right. Just something to make it not just a flat grass top. Yeah. Oh yes, all of oh, this, oh, all oh. of the yes. I like his little sacks. That sacks all emptying all over the place. Yeah. Spilling out. Is that seed that's coming out of it? It does appear to be seed or green. Yes. And Although it could, one. I mean, theoretically, it could be gold dust if it was like a mm, gold yeah. hat panning for gold. Yeah. It could be like Santa Claus the movie. Yes. Look, three tickles. <laughs> uh, Here you can see know. an example of three tickles. <laughs> three tickles. Good stuff Look for at anybody. that plinth on that. <laughs> well, but that, at least they that, did something that with will it. be coming up. Don't worry, Lloyd. We'll get there. Um, <laughs> so apart from the, the scenery section with your little damp bones and oh, well, I love the little balls as well, which is nice. Bits of bobs. Cool. Yeah. Uh, if we go back to the 3D figures, uh, there's also a couple in here. So they have a couple of laboratory doors. There's the dumbbells again. Another set of um, columns as well. Mm. So, you know, you can... How pick... cool would it be if you could get weights that looked like that in that style? Right, the columns. <laughs> Just working on it, lifting columns, <laughs> literally feeling like Hercules. <laughs> we, need a, we, we need a montage of Lloyd working out, like 80s style, <laughs> with, with, all, with all the spandex. <laughs> You'd have to look long and far for that. <laughs> <laughs> or, get, or, or Lloyd, we just have to get you very, very drunk. Uh, that's true. This works. <laughs> See, big brain. I mean, that is an impressive bit of kit. That's really mm -hmm. nice, yeah. Now, that's the sort of shop side of things. There is another side of things, though, which is his little bloggy part, mm -hmm. um, which contains a few bits and pieces that I thought I'd bring to people's attention. Um, so he does have downloads in here, including some free 3D prints. Ooh. So uh, rack and bases. Uh, some objective tokens, mushroom house, a mushroom house, and oh. another type of column based on nice. what looks like the Griffin columns. Ooh! In fact, yeah, because there's the Griffin Inquisitor. Got it. It's really nice. Uh, <laughs> so yes, yeah. uh, if you want to try some of his earlier 3D printing type things for free slash gratis, you can see exactly free. how they come. Yeah. Then you could go in here and give it a go. <clears throat> See, what I would do with those columns, I would actually cope them onto their back with the symbol facing up the way, sink them through the bed. That way you've got a nice flat back to it. And then you can actually start sticking them onto walls of terrain sections you already have to start theming them. Oh, yeah, that'd be a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Why not? That's the whole point of 3D, isn't it? To change things. Mix it up. Nice well, no, it's, it's if you know one or two of the tiny little tricks that you can do, you can actually really refactor mm. some of the stuff that you pick up. I like the tokens Shades. as well, actually. The, mm. the, the, the mushroom the, house is really cute. The mushroom house from is You can make little yeah. shields, Lloyd. Mm, shields. I like that you've got a clean and a battered version. Mm. Mm -hmm. Depending yeah. on who's been getting battered around. Choose mm -hmm. those as shields too. Yeah. yeah. You could. Or just coinage. Mm. Um, but also Ooh. in here... You could use them oh. as like activation tokens, so you could paint one with like a green and one with a red. So you could have mm -hmm. them as see which hasn't and hasn't activated. Cool. I, yeah. 
I might just Here's don't need tokens well. to see who hasn't activated. <laughs> I do. He also has uh, a variety of little tips, tricks, and tutorials. Cool. Some are video-based. Uh, some of the older ones are um, just photo galleries and text sort of thing. So, I mean, some very basic stuff from the very sort of uh, brief how, how, to sculpt a, how to sculpt a mushroom type of thing mm -hmm. to uh, how to set up a light box uh, all the way through to things like protecting the Are these on YouTube the or what? Uh, these things, I believe so, yes. That looks like a YouTube button. Yeah. Um, so they've survived from all the all the way back in the dark past of 2008. Yep, <laughs> uh, 2007. I see. So there's a little bunch of do-it-yourself articles and, and stuff like that. Nice. Not so much in the video blog show. A couple of ones from years ago, and I think they're in French. Uh, but the freestyle session has a really nice tentacle sculpting uh, thing, which is just half hour long, showing you how he sculpted one of those three tentacles from the website. Uh, mm -hmm. So you to cool. do if you can be bothered yourself. Uh, and I can sometimes be bothered, but yeah, not often. <laughs> it depends how I'm feeling on any given day of the week. Um, so th this doesn't get updated as much as I would want it to, because I would want it like daily, but <laughs> kind of everything. Uh, but he does pop in things like when, when he's working on a new sculpt, it'll appear here in the news. So the, the sort of things at the end of last year, the last bust and um, ogre went in there. Very nice. Uh, but yeah, there's there's some nice, interesting bits and pieces in there. He also has a cool. list of reference books and stuff for sculpting if you're Ooh. planning on getting into it. And in the download section, you can download a, a page of um, dolly frames. So when you're making your own dollies for different scales, uh, you can this, sort of do it. So. This is the attention to detail that I appreciate from sculptors actually learning anatomy. I just can't be arsed with anatomy. But yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, for really getting stuck into that. Well, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, uh, whoever did the minotaurs in plastic for GW couldn't be bothered learning anatomy either. Just well, there's always like if, there, if there was room, just squeeze another muscle. I mean, in. do we need to mention how does a space marine fit inside his armor? No, no, nobody does. Um, working the principle that space marines are mostly soup, or that it's sort of, <laughs> or that the armor is very flexible, one or the other, that's or, why they, the they're, or their hips just stuff. dislocate. Yeah. Oh, that's not no, even on command. Oh, all of their joints nothing is getting inside <laughs> that armor but yeah a, an interesting little um little site like i say david does some really really nice sculpts and uh, it's interesting to see him branching out into the 3d print uh for other people not for me i'll just go ahead and buy your real actual physical things thank you very much i bet there'll be a patreon <laughs> up for that in the future yeah uh, it's uh, not beyond the realms of possibility it, uh, it depends when he I suppose when he has the time to fit it in mm -hmm. and around his other and, uh, projects. As Jerry says this, the announcement comes out. I'm going full digital. Yeah, no, no, I don't think so because he's like very much if I'm paying for service, I want you to do the work. Yeah, I know, I know. One hundred percent. But anyway, so there you go. Anacron miniatures. Uh, if you fancy a bit of fantasy Lovely. fun, or even if you just fancy uh, getting into sculpting as well, then definitely check out the blog side of that. There's lots of little tips and tricks, including things like how to make your own sculpting tools if you're just starting out, uh, some of the bits and pieces he uses and how he fashioned them. Um, so yes, there we go. I think that's enough for Nindy. Let's move on to the news. Coming to you from the center of Northwestern Europe, covering board games, war games, card games, and all that shit you love. It's the news. <laughs> okay, we're kicking it off the news 
with a bit of Team Yankee. Oh, yes. And mm. some hurdy-burdy, squirty-burdy-burdy, cheeky-cheeky. Some Scandinavian stuff. Hang yeah. on, hang on, hang on, Jerry. You've been learning Scandinavian. Surely you can enter this in the native tongue. Nope. Uh, hurdy, hurdy, I tried, folks. Hurdy. No, that's Sheffies. <laughs> Watching Sesame Street doesn't count. Oh, okay. Never mind. You know, you uh, can actually yeah. convert your uh, your language to Sheffies in Google. Wow. There we go. Sorry, that's random brainwave. Didn't know, but yeah. Um, maybe it's like Klingon subtitles. We'll be able to get that on the bottom of this YouTube video. Sheffies? Why would anyone want to sound like they're from Sheffield? I don't get it. <laughs> Makes no sense to me. That's why I stick with Bing. Yeah. Or it's all just Gordon Ramsay, so it's just constant swearing. But anyway, uh, so pre-orders are now live for those folks who want to dive in and pick up the new stuff for World War Three Team Yankee slash Nordic Forces, which is the new set of releases that are coming out for Battlefront Miniatures for their Cold War Gone Hot war game. Um, obviously, we've been covering this over the last couple of weeks. We've done a, a really neat little kind of first look video. We've done some painting and we did like a list video as well this week as well. So you can dive in and see what the guys think about building awesome army lists for the different nations that you get to play as in this. Uh, so you've got the Swedish, the Danish, the Norwegians, and the Finns fighting it out. Uh, the pre-orders at the moment uh, are going to be sort of carrying on from the end of July through August and September. You'll be able to get yourself that new Nordic Forces book and also this, which is the Swedish S-Tank Company Starter Force, which comes with eight S-Tanks. John will be happy. You get three RBS Jeeps because that's how I read that word uh and then two hkp9 helicopters which is pretty awesome as well you get <laughs> and, a lot of stanks in that box yeah yay <laughs> i was trying to think what they'd be called but you beat me to stanks. it <laughs> no, okay. no Jer jerry was resisting last week so i i, I kind of yeah. stole that one i got hung Sorry, up jerry. on i got hung up on swanks and then couldn't get off it again swanks. <laughs> <laughs> well they are some swanky stanky tanks <laughs> they are swanky stanky tanks there we go um but yeah so that's the start force that'll get you going as the swedish um, but it's not just them that are getting covered. Uh, we've got loads of other vehicles coming out as well over the next little while. You've got things like you can add even more S-Tanks into the into the mix with the platoon there. There's also the Centurion tank platoon as well, uh, which can be used by the Swedish and the Danish, as you can see. Very, very nice. Love a bit. Love a good Centurion. But you've also got things like the Band Cannon 1, how it's a batteries as well. So if you want to rain down artillery on the battlefield, you can indeed do so. And then there's even some flyers in the mix too. So you've got the AJ-37 Vegan Attack Group as well that you can drop into the mix, which are some lovely looking jets for you to use during this sort of Cold War era. Very I nice like indeed. I, this, I like this, this is... introduction of these other countries. It makes, mm. the, it makes the lineup of stuff you can use far more interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah. the, the interesting thing is, talking to Shay and John, it feels like these forces are actually built to be like a secondary detachment into your main force, but you can mm. run them on their own. Mm. So you could get some really interesting combinations with the other NATO forces. Very what cool. time period is this in the 80s? Is this in the 80s? This Mid -80s is so it's at 84, 85 kicks 84, off. Uh, before me. Okay, I just need to know. <laughs> So they can go and look up what model trains would suit 84. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, so yes. that, that is by no means everything that's available to pre-order for no. uh, um, Nordic Forces. There's loads more stuff. Uh, you can get all of it over on store.ontable.com. We've got pre-orders for much. pretty much everything that's coming out. Swing! Very, very nice. So There's no bloody trains, though. <laughs> no trains. No, no trains. Well, well, hang on, hang on, Lloyd. You know, now that uh, no, we stock Warlord... Yeah. And we have an account with Warlord, which means we might be able to bring in some Hornby for you. 
I don't think it's gonna, I don't think it's gonna work that yeah that way. <laughs> things generally go the other way when somebody <laughs> subsumes yeah yeah um, if people are interested in seeing some of the new plastic kits up close and personnel uh next week there should be a bit of an unboxing with myself and John looking at mm-hmm. the S tank the Centurion and a marksman Akak for the films. very cool yeah. so mm-hmm. yes I think those will be out midweek next week. Mm. So you'll be and then the, having a, a, a uh, look over those. Then the full release is the end of July uh, yeah. 29th. So you'll be able to look out for that and dive in and have some fun. Uh, as, as you were saying there, Lloyd, I think this is great because you're covering loads of different theatres of war now with Team Yankee. You've got the fighting on the sort of eastern front between the NATO forces and the Warsaw Pact. You've got all the stuff happening in the north now across mm-hmm. Skandawija. And then you've also got all the Red Dawn things that they did last year as well. So you can fight over in America with the Soviet invasion there too. I, so I it's a proper world question. war. So, yeah. I've got one question. Where are my Israelis? Give me my Israelis. I want my uh, Merkel. They're, they're, they're in the Middle East. I don't think <laughs> Thank, they move Thanks, Jerry. Thanks, Jerry. You're welcome. You wouldn't want Israelis. Should they just drop nuclear bombs by mistake off their airplanes? It'd be crap. No, I see no, they, they have. I thought it was they, the Israelis who lost, lost at least a couple of nukes over the years. America <laughs> no, Mer- dropped uh, at least one on their own country. Yeah. Wow. And they, that, they that had was a, primed and didn't go off because it was faulty. That would have been a whole other story. But you know, yeah. And they also had a, a nuclear meltdown that was nearly as bad as Chernobyl. Was that Three Mile Island? Three Mile Island. Yeah. So, yeah. But you too can play out these weird oh, moments in history. Nineteen eighty-four. You can get Wonder Woman into this then. Yes. <laughs> that is correct. Right. Why? Why is that base so bright and <laughs> wonderful and beautiful? That's the Avengers. <laughs> I need a 15 mil Wonder Avengers, Woman Avengers aren't connected to Wonder Woman Yeah Don't cross the streams <laughs> Avengers Fine, do. it's the Justice League Pedantic jackass <laughs> Pedantic? It's like comparing oranges and apples It's like comparing here Shut up, Mr. Trains Shut up, Mr. Trains <laughs> Anyway uh, yes. Sticking mm. with trains It's like it's like saying to Luke Beam me up, Scotty I mean, what the heck? <laughs> uh, we've, we've got one like that later on in the show, Lloyd You're going to love it Yeah Anyway, so yes, as you were saying, Jerry, uh, sticking with trains in a different sense, but going to a different frontier as we head to the Wild West uh, with a new game that's coming out uh, from uh, the new, well, the newest edition of Blaster Mag, which is a fantastic magazine in its own right. But this is called Dead by Lead, uh, and this is a new game uh, which is twenty-eight mil. Plays with a handful of miniatures per side, probably between like six and 12, I believe, for this one. Mm. You'll need a handful of D6, some D12s, and a deck of playing cards. And it's been designed as a full-on, scenario-driven, narrative, campaign-based Wild West game, uh, where you'll be able to dive in and sort of take your gang of hoodlums or your lawmen um, from sort of being people on the frontiers sort of scraping a living to full-on legends of the old west which i think is pretty awesome that's also a different game ha, ha, ha. um but yeah so there's a really neat little how to play video which sort of goes through the different mechanics um it's got a very um like me and jerry were discussing this, it's got a kind of it's a very in-depth system of rules uh with lots of sort of interesting sort of uh, nuances to it as well so the main thrust of the gameplay is driven by d12s so you're all d12s but then the deck of cards is used to determine the target number that you're looking for so you flip over cards depending on the cover that your opponent might be in and that kind of thing and then you roll a d12 add your bonuses to it and you're trying to beat that number but then on top of that when you do hit people you roll a d6 to see which location they've been shot in and that can determine uh like leg wounds where you'll 
take it'll be harder for you to walk from cover to cover or maybe it'll sort of you know ruin your aim or something or maybe you'll just get shot in the chest it'll be like a full-on he's out of here kind of thing um dying with his boots on but yeah uh some yeah, really nice shoot them in the nuts uh, I don't think there's a no. sniper elite style nut shot. No, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it looks like a really fun little uh, Wild West game uh, as part of Blaster Mag. As I say, I think one of the core things of this is that they've tried to make it very narrative and campaign based. Um, so there's lots of things for sort of like taking your characters through different scenarios and playing out full on stories with this one. Um, it'll be very interesting to see what how sort of how it takes off and stuff as well. But um, it seems definitely interesting and for a lot of people who are liking wild west wargaming at the moment it's nice to have another game out there for you to try and blaster mag normally have some really fun little this, indie stuff in their collection so this yeah. table layout is ridiculous though what it's not what it's the wild west and you don't have a train what the heck well, yes. I mean, the, the, the one question i have is can i lay my hands on that delightful cattle corral dice tray uh, well, the train is actually from a, a particular... I, I can't remember exactly what company it's from, but they do mention Things. somewhere where it comes... What was it? Sorry? Things from the basement did the Things tray. from the basement. There uh, we go. Jerry no, I don't know if they did the dead yeah. by lead uh, movement tray for them as well, but the... Yeah. The, the buildings are, are from things. There is actually a set of miniatures as well. I've been there is, yeah. Sculpted. So um, Skullforge Studio, um, this month, on top of what they're normally releasing for their Patreon, have released some 28mm uh, gunfighters. So they've done six of these, so you can play with like three aside and just sort of get started with a kind of quick intro game, which I think is quite nice. Um, we might see some more stuff from Skullforge in the future, but it's just nice to see that the release of the game through the magazine was supported by a set of uh, 3D printable files. But mm. you can use 28 mil, mil miniatures from anywhere, really. So if you want to oh, dive in and get some there. of the stuff from yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Great, Escape, Great Escape Games or Knock Black Duster. Scorpion, for example. Yeah. Well, honestly, my, my temptation is to see if I can find some like fantasy orc cowboys. They're probably out there somewhere. Run them in the game. <laughs> the interesting thing for me is... <laughs> can we not um, just have cowboy games? For yeah, like yep, 10 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> you had it yep. for 10 seconds. Well, you don't said you can have it. Don't, don't worry, Lloyd. Nobody will take the cowboys away from Interestingly, us. Interestingly, yeah. Knuckle Duster do fantasy cowboys. So there you go. So, they they do. Yeah. Um, but Blaster, they were saying specifically, uh, because there are fantasy cowboy games out there that they want to do just a straight cowboy game. Oh, without right. any fantasy. <laughs> I, I apologize to the company then. My apologies. A couple of things about it. The, the Blaster Mag mm -hmm. uh, just seems to feature. Dead by Lead. I wonder if there's other articles in it, or is, or is this issue just... I like think it's, it's literally it's just literally the rules just for that so game. It's, it's yeah, a full yeah. rule set in a magazine, mm -hmm. essentially. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Um, the, the, the folks the folks who are helping them publish it now, Electi, have, have done yes. like a roadmap of what's coming up as well. Okay. So there's some new games coming out from, I think it's Andy Chambers and Gav Thorpe have been working on oh, a couple of games uh, as well. Genesis. Yeah, so there's going to be some fun stuff coming down the line. Um, they are nice big, lovely, glossy mags. Yeah. So if you're someone who loves that kind of indie corner of our wargaming world, definitely go and check out Blaster Mag. For it's it's interesting because it is really hitting that that FOMO problem because it's coming out as a magazine. Once that edition is done and gone, you're going to struggle to actually find it again, I, maybe. I reckon they'll put the rules up online somewhere for you to buy them through drive through I would guess. But, well, <laughs> but yeah, bla Blaster's available through drive through anyway. Oh, okay, fair enough. Uh, Sorry, that it was just something that occurred to me. Because it was magazine format, it might cause that issue. But I guess no. Yeah, yeah. yeah You never know. Something to look out for. I don't, know whether not, I don't know whether or not they do print on demand. Don't say that. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> you you trade, have just offended I? Jerry and all of his ancestors. <laughs> Egon, Egon will be right one day. 
One of these days he he'll will. be right. <laughs> he may well be. But yeah, um, <laughs> I'd be interested to see the actual full rules because mm. the, the intro game is only 10 minutes long. Um, yeah. It's interesting. It has a touch of the gunfighter's ball in that there's all the hit locations and, and bits mm. and pieces like that. It's not as in-depth as that, but there's still a fair amount of bookkeeping to do. Um, Lots of marking of like ammo counters. And ammo counts, like so, wound, yeah. where you've been wounded, how many See? times you've been wounded because you've got a, a grit level that counts as your total wounds so you can take multiple little shots before you get killed up completely. So <laughs> there's that going on, which I'm not, depending uh, on the game, it can work well or it can be um, tedious. I think it's probably the best mm. way to put it. Just having to having to do all the bookkeeping if you're doing lots and lots of characters works for gunfighters because gunfighters is generally you're only looking after one, maybe two characters uh, in a table full of people. Um, so it's not as onerous a task to track all of that. But I do like things like the um, the deck of playing cards. The you flip two, and then depending on what the cover is, you either choose the lowest or highest card lowest or highest, as being yeah. the value that you have to aim for. So you, mm -hmm. you've always got that sliding scale of target number. Mm -hmm. um, but then on top of that, you've still got all the modifiers that you would expect in a game where you didn't have a sliding scale of target number. So the thing that the thing is interesting like with that as well is that you get that kind of unlucky slash lucky thing where someone's hiding behind like a, a, a an outhouse. Mm. And they, they, you should be taking the higher value, but you roll, you flip like a four and a five, so yeah. it's like you hit them just through the little gap in the thing, which the, I think the, is really cool. The little but, yeah. moon, so the little moon the thing in the door. Yeah. Uh, no, no, you, you see, you, you aim low, you put it through the bucket. That way, whenever the bullet goes into their leg, they get sepsis and die of gangrene. Wow. No, no, no. You shoot the base of the outhouse, and that scares all the spiders up and then they bite them on the butt. <laughs> well talking is that, that's what happens that, that is the that is the worst moment to start a gunfight when you're when, on the loo that's it crap. when you sit on those flipping cowboy bogs like your stuff dangles and then the red the, like the black widows can get you isn't that just australia in general uh yeah <laughs> most, i will say most of the old west did happen in america all of it, to be fair. Well, all the old west did happen in America. Quickly, obviously, went down under from that famous documentary. Um, but when you talk about sepsis, there is a narrative campaign in the rules as well. So, uh, yeah, so you, you'll have things like that. So tracking, you carry through wounds and all sorts of things. Tracking yeah. damage and you know limping along with your busted kneecap, losing an arm like uh, Virgil, you know that type of thing. Could so you can have your epic last stand moment where you're yeah. like bullet holes here and you mm. and you charge out and you shoot with your left hand because your right hand screwed up ah. i, I kind of want to use this for like a, a recreation of hatfields and mccoys could be fun there you go you could easily do it all yeah. about the fun the feuding yeah. mm. sticking mm. with historical yeah moving moving well moving west away from the old west yeah yeah so uh we've got a new very cool modular castle uh coming from the folks at empires at war um so if you're playing out medieval games and when you get your hands on a very nice castle set uh you can pick this one up from those folks at the moment uh, so it's a big mdf kit as you can see yeah. uh you can either get it as a starter castle which is a tiny one for an englishman or you can buy a massive one which is for a rampaging king who's trying to take over the holy land um so yeah as i say it's been designed designed as a western style castle so it's western european um and there are certain elements that are very tied to it being a european castle but then you can also take it and use it as a modular crusader style castle as well so you can have it on the frontiers of the holy land being attacked uh, by the Arab forces and all sorts of different things like that. Um, each of the different components 
can be bought separately or you can buy as say like a kit mm. um so if you want more wall sections you can just buy them if you want different towers you can get those they've got all the stair sections you've got the keep and everything as well in between that too it's also been designed in a really nice way for wargaming so it has big thick long wall sections so you can actually have lots of troops up on there the stairs have been designed so you can actually have characters moving up and down them as well everything else you see in the background is also available from empires at war so if you want things like the siege towers and the um, mantlets. The, the mantlets and stuff and even the siege <laughs> weaponry at the back as well you can pick a those very up bucket where the back lloyd look at the trebuchet <laughs> hey, you know if you buy this you can fart in people's general direction yes <laughs> you do this yeah. uh, <laughs> i would really love to see someone take an mdf kit but design it with a, a cnc machine where it's an engraver and then take that sheet that's been flat engraved and then laser cut it to give you some really amazing detail for like brickwork and stuff on this kind of thing that could be cool. Yeah, it would make it uh, an interesting it, It's a piece of technology I've things. never seen actually applied to our hobby. Mm, what, yeah. CNC machines? Well, for something like this. Mm. Probably probably because the cost. Mm. Mm. Probably. Um, but yeah. Not cheap. Surely someone has a friend. <laughs> I really like I really like this kit this as like a, a, a starter option for people to dive into because it's not that badly priced uh, in terms of well you know a massive piece of terrain that you mm. you know be <laughs> using your games and sieges and sort of medieval warfare and that kind of thing is something that everybody wants to play at some point and so being able to pick up a really fun little castle like this thing is really cool um it's particularly good if you're doing something like Ultramare or something like that and you're diving into the barons war and playing around with with that kind of game at the moment maybe picking up one of these would be a really fun way to take your uh your campaigns and things but uh definitely i don't like out. that scenario that's really limited where you can attack that castle from. I would assume it's I'll a historical thing or something. But... <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it's kind of like Jerry's uh, uh, Rock's Drift, because, be. you know, that's asymmetric. Yeah, but you're getting attacked from all bloody angles. Yeah. Whereas Shopping here, the there's very much a massive um, castle built on top of a, a huge beauty. Clearly. Whoever yeah, built that like, castle was like a great proper, you, like proper tactics, and you're only getting across there. Yeah. yeah, but in reality, by this stage, Lloyd, you'll have besieged and starved them for um, seven or eight months. So mm. all that's left are some half-starved yeah. people on the walls. Yeah, and, and there uh, might be and they're some not going to offer much. There'll be no cows or giant rabbits left to throw out. Yeah, oh, they'll be yeah. all, 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 all the dogs and all the cats, all gone, all yeah. all the soup. Yeah. And once they've all been eaten, then that's the time to attack. You'll be throwing dwarves in walnuts next. I suppose you could try the whole bunny trick. Yes. But it only works if you remember to climb into it. Oh, man. <laughs> you know what the annoying part is? The Trojan bunny. I have one up there. It's too far away to reach. <laughs> <laughs> Trojan <laughs> rabbit and a Trojan badger. Right. Uh, sticking with historical stuff, mm -hmm. uh, we're going to be moving over to see what uh, Plastic Soldier Company have been working on. Uh, so they have uh, set up an agreement with Excellent Miniatures, which is a great company over in Europe, um, to bring a range of their 3D printable STL um, miniatures. You mean GIFs? Uh, GIFs, yes. yeah. <laughs> to uh, everybody else but in 3D printed resin. Um, so the first of the companies that are actually going to be working with is Cromati Forge, who a lot of people will know for doing amazing work across fantasy and historical mm. in many different periods. Um, but for anyone who's diving into playing something like Morton at Glorium, for example, um, you might be very tempted by this because they are doing a whole slew 
of ancient warriors in this new 3D printed resin stuff, uh, taking those files and basically making it available as physical um, products for everybody. So they've started off with uh, the late Romans. That was towards the end of last week when we were looking at this. But over the next couple of weeks, they're going to be doing additional Roman releases. So we're going to be seeing stuff for the mid-Republican Romans, the early Imperial Romans, so many time periods of Romans. Yes. It's almost like they had a massive empire that lasted mm. forever. Um, uh, they're also everybody be... thinks of just the same Roman every time they think Roman. True. Um, uh, <laughs> they're also going to be releasing a whole host of Rome's enemies as well. So you're going to be able to get your hands on Gauls, on Britons, the Germanic tribes, and the Midi Numidians as well, which could obviously Midians. be used as um, auxiliaries in your army too, if you really yeah. wanted to. Um, as well as all the rest of those troops, because all of them were auxiliaries at some point or another. Um, uh, sort of, you can stay here, but as long as you buy for us. Um, but yeah, if so I can got get asterisks of... and obliques, I'll be happy. Yeah. <laughs> they've also, um, as you can see there in one of the images, they've done separate packs. So you can go pick up command sets, you can pick up units of infantry, you can pick up archers, you can pick up cavalry. They've also done nice starter army bundles. So if you want to get your hands on stuff like that, which will give you essentially everything you'd ever want to play with at a lower points cost, then you've yeah. got everything there. Like two uh, big regiments of spearmen, loads yeah, of cavalry know. there. It hasn't skirmishes. got a bolt thrower. You need a, sc a scorpion in there. Is that what yeah, you want? That's what I want. <laughs> Maybe they'll make one for you. I don't know. Um, well, you uh, said I had everything you'd ever want. No. No, is it a scorpion you or a ballista? Want, unless you're Lloyd. There we go. So. Yeah. No, is it a scorpion or a ballista you want? Scorpion's the little one. I want the scorpion. Okay. The little one. Ballista, and then you got and an a ballista. So, do you want an onager as well? Oh, yeah, that too. There we go. <laughs> how, about, how about your trebuchet? Or would they have had those? A tribucket. Yeah. So they wouldn't have had a very bucket. Then they have yeah. cat. Yeah. yeah. They had catapults. An onager yeah, was essentially yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, a yeah. kick, kicking mule. Kicking meal, yeah, yeah. Now, uh, but yeah, I so loads of stuff they've got it on see. their site. I know uh, you can see there that they've got two different sets of um, shields. Mm -hmm. On those shields are all available uh, separately. Yes. Oh, don't tell Lloyd that. So, so I think you and they they have quite a robust they have a vast range array of shields of yeah. shields as well. So you can mm -hmm. you know uh, theme it to specific ones or have um, mm -hmm. certain shield designs for certain units. I uh, just to make life more simple I, for I identification. Seen, I haven't seen this yin yang looking shield before. Uh, it's just there on the right, Lloyd. Yeah, well, yeah, I see I, it now. I, I, I was gonna, I was going <laughs> to ask is. about that, but I didn't want to sound stupid. <laughs> well, I just wait like on that it. Ever happens. <laughs> yeah, like that ever happens. Don't worry. Yeah. Every shield that is available uh, with Crombie's Forge, they're all researched. Uh, they haven't just made up something wacky for their own personal amusement. Mm -hmm. So there, there will be variations or uh, representations yeah, cool. of them somewhere in there. Um, so for, if, if anyone's interested and mm -hmm. they want to know about the material these are going to be printed in, it's meant, apparently going to be printed in Ameralab's TGM7 resin, which is meant to be designed for Wargaming miniatures specifically. So there we go. Cool. If that means anything to you, fantastic. It, it so means nothing okay. to me, OVN. <laughs> I was surprised to see it, though, because obviously they've been working in Seocast and they've brought um, Zeiston, um, mm. the old Corvus Belly range, uh, through from Scotia Grand yeah. and yeah. Lurkio's own range. Um, mm -hmm. They've all been brought in Seocast. So I assumed whenever I heard that they were buddying up to do other stuff, that they would stick with mm. that. Um, so it'd be fascinating to see how the 3D print goes because yeah. obviously, compared to the speed of production for Seocast, it's um, 
much more time intensive mm. to actually get a, a, a force put out there. So we well, start to see bottlenecks. For, for, from what from what I heard, I think that the partnership with Exxon Miniatures is probably where they've gone with that particular brand. I would yeah. of resin because they've been doing it for a while now. So I'd assume they're going to be working with something that's you know specifically designed to make those miniatures look very nice. Oh yeah, no, uh, it's uh, not yeah. the it's not the final quality. It's just well, you, you could. Time. <laughs> it's the time it'll take to, yeah. to punch it out. So if several people order an army, is there going to be a big delay in Maybe. production? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I should say I that they're them. available. They're going to be available in the in the EU and in the UK now. So it's like EU, you'll get them from excellent. excellent. If you buy them in the UK, you'll get them from Plastic Soldier. So mm. nice and easy way for people to get them, whichever side of the channel you're on. What about the Americas? Yeah, they can take their voice. <laughs> well, the just Romans just... never got as far as America, so that's sort of no, no, <laughs> doesn't matter. No, they can stick to the Wild West, yeah. <laughs> right? Um, speaking of America and the only people that set foot on the lunar surface, mm. Black Sight. Yeah, so Black Sight Studios. Um, we've talked about them before, as they do a huge range of different, very small style skirmish games like Don't Look Back and stuff like that. Um, but they also do a very neat moon-based, see what I did there, uh, game called Luna, um, which is getting a revamp, and the revamp is now available at this very moment. It, wow. it actually happened on Thursday, so you can go get it now. So they've done a new starter set for this Cold War-esque style game um, where you'll be able to play as uh, the USA, the USSR, or the Republic of China as you are settling on the moon with your colonists and you are looking to stake a claim on a new frontier. So they have designed a whole rake of new updated 32mm miniatures in resin for you to use for the different factions and you'll be diving into games that are playing out on a very small 2 by 2 scale table, 2 by 2 foot scale table, so just a lovely little thing to put on your uh, coffee table there. Uh, and the starter set itself comes with the Soviets or the USA. You also get all of the cards and all of the tokens and everything else that you need in order to play the game. Um, I've seen a couple of these games getting played, and they're very different from your kind of like normal skirmish game, as you would imagine from Black Sight, because yep. you're running around in zero G, mm. sort of jumping around and sort of <laughs> trying to like knock uh minerals out of moon rocks whilst also getting your ha your ha uh, hammer ready to smash at someone around the face so you break the helmet and they go flying off and like oxygen leaking everywhere as well so it's a very weird and unique game which i think is fantastic and very much up for black sites um uh <laughs> i've been after i've been after this sort of stuff for a while because you could also take these guys to mars you could take them to Mars. And you could I, fight Martians, or you could fight each other, and you could take that big drill and shout, screw you, Ben! <laughs> <laughs> See, I do have to wonder, there's one guy there with a shotgun, surely if he fires that in lunar gravity, he's going to pull the trigger and go, Oosh, and go backwards? Depends whether or not it's an actual shotgun. It might be some mm -hmm. sort of air pressure type thing. That's it. Yeah. Or set up like a recoilless rifle, so the the mm. kickback pushes forward. Mm. I mean, they'll have put time and effort into this, and okay. if they haven't, then you just smash I, their head in with a hammer. Okay. <laughs> Again, I was I was just thinking Newton's third law. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the interesting thing as well is that you don't necessarily have to fight things out on the moon surface. You could fight out games inside space stations. You could do it inside large modules on the moon, or you could have it in the back of a shuttlecraft where you're battling each other before like a, a satellite is deployed or something like that. Let me just stop you there, extravagant boy. If it's on the lunar surface, that's a grey table with people in creamy white costumes 
Oh, and then just a bit of metallic on that visor. That's a really simple thing to that paint. That is really simple. Yeah. Maybe just I'm adding in your moon bases. That's and then true. once you've yeah. got your moon base, you've got to paint your Nazis. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've that's got a Dameron. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> uh, it should be pointed out, uh, if you want to go beyond uh, the starter set, there's loads of other options as well over on the web store. So you can go and pick up um, additional characters. You can pick up additional expansions for everything. You can get Lunar Rovers and objective sets. Oh, they're, they're and not. Packs and things. Yeah. It's Stop all available. Us about it. Show us. Well, Jerry, if you oh, click on the if you click on the lunar link, you'll be able to find. <laughs> I want to see these things. It's yeah. just, uh, Lloyd is going shopping again on the weekend. Yes, the only yes, reason yes. he comes into the weekend is to do some shopping. <laughs> well, so. you know, retail therapy. It's been a long week. I've been after this range for a long time because I wanted it to fight Martians. It it does look like it could be a lot of fun. You know, it it looks like it's going to be low model count, easy to set up. You know, easy to actually make a table for. So definitely, yeah, definitely something worth having a look at if you want a light, fast game. If you go to our games and then My click goodness. on Luna, we'd get to the do. moon quicker than we get here. Didn't India actually launch a rocket recently that's headed to the moon? I thought I saw that in the news. Yeah, I think they I might remember. have. Yeah, but there you go. Look, there's all the expansions. It's sets oh yeah, they come in little. Oh, uh, you get your buggies. You could they come in little lunar food packs as well, <laughs> <laughs> which is cool. So, oh, yeah. I I love the buggies. Those are really cool. So you two can play out Ad Astra and that scene where they're driving across the moon shooting each other with guns that my girlfriend doesn't remember even though she was there watching the movie with me. <laughs> that movie's bollocks. It's not bollocks. It is. It's bollocks. <laughs> I watched it all and got to the end and went, what the, what the bollocks was that? It's a thinky uh, movie, Lloyd. Uh, it's, it's all right. There's, <laughs> there's a few Korean ones on Netflix that deal with the moon, which are quite good. <laughs> I've, yes, I've seen those too. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, you can get hero packs and all sorts of different things as well. So they've really expanded the the, uh, the range over the last little while, and done some really good stuff with it. And as I say, Blacksite do really fun little tiny unique games. Like Don't Look Back is a really good little horror game for you to dive into. Luna <laughs> takes you to the moon to play out. You know, low gravity combat. Um, they've done another one recently, which is samurai monster Orbs. hunting, where you play as a band of samurai. Look, Leshen. like a lesson. <laughs> uh, did I just see a group of scientists? Nope. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, loads of good stuff there Very for Luna. Cool. If you want to go and check out a sci-fi game, that's wow. a little bit different from the norm. You get lots and lots of options there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Impressive. Yeah. But the good thing about hammer is you don't have to worry about reloading. Especially <laughs> important on the moon, where grabbing stuff is difficult because of the pressurization of your suit. Yeah. Just, just give it to Henry Cavill because then he can reload his arms and his hammer as he hits you in the face. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah, very cool. Oh, and I'll give it to uh, Army Hammer then instead. <laughs> maybe, maybe not him. <laughs> the only reason they deployed those guys to the moon though was to stop the clones coming back. Uh, of course, yeah. pesky sense. clones making their uh, way back to Earth and to uh, stomp out the clangers. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's most likely resource wars. <laughs> Don't you curse at me and clanger. All that damn whistling. Uh, right. Moving from a sci-fi world that uh, is kind of like our own to one that is, oh, kind of like our own, uh, but grim, dark, and horrible. Oh, just like <laughs> our own. Uh, so yeah, this is a new set of uh, Tyranids that were previewed over last weekend from Games Workshop uh, because the Tyranids, the big high fleet, the Swarm, uh, won the battle for Ogrim uh, and uh, dominated the planet, eating everything that exists there, killing everybody, all the space marines. They're all dead now. They've won. Yay! Um, so they have essentially gone through and given the Tyranids a proper range refresh, just like the Necrons got at the start of 9th edition. 
so we got new miniatures for a whole host of different stuff, including all of the basic line infantry through to some of the more specialist stuff. And there's also some big cribblies in there as well, as you can see in the video. So uh, they just look the same to me. They have been made more dynamic and more detailed. It, it is, it's subtle, but it, you can see there is a distinct difference between things. And we I need more spikes and more spikes and more right. spikes and more spikes. Some things are taller now. Mm. Some things are much taller. Yeah. So, so we start off. Then. Yeah. So we yeah. start off with the gene stealers here, which have been made a little bit more dynamic and they've added lots more detail into the chitin or the chitin, however you want to say it, on the back of their, uh, their bodies as well there. And also, of course, these models won't come with the worst mod lines in recorded history. <laughs> <laughs> they, they've, they've, a few of them have also got a facial. Yes, yeah, you've got lovely uh, alternate heads. You can even give them the big tentacly um, uh, Yimgal head. So if you want to make them all Cthulhu-y and Lovecraftian, you can do. And there's enough heads in the set for you to do all of them like that, rather than having this sort of typical Gene Stealer head that everybody knows um, from Space Hulk and stuff as well, which is quite mm. nice. So plenty of uh, rending claws there to kill everybody in sight. Um, but on top of that, they've also done the uh, line inventory. So the Termagants uh, got their update with a push fit set available as part of uh, Leviathan and all the starter sets and things. But you're also going to be able to buy a multi-part plastic set for the Termagants as well, which comes with a variety of different range weapons. So if you remember Tyranids from editions past, they have access to all sorts of weird and wacky bioweapons, as you can see there. That you they have heavy weapons now? They have heavy weapons. They have heavy weapons now, or they've got them back anyway. So you've got spine fists, devourers, shard launchers, strangle webs, and spike rifles. So you can nail people to the wall with your, your weird little tiny uh, ripper swarms. Yes, you've even got yes ripper swarms are back as well, which is good. Um, there's also the Hormer Gaunts. I've got an upgrade as well. I've never understood why they don't just call both of them Gaunts. But anyway, the Hormer Gaunts uh, there have got a slight a slight update as well. So they've become a little bit more animated in their design, a little bit more detail worked into them as well. So their armor and flesh as well has been sort of tweaked, but essentially still the same um, battalioned killers that you've come to expect. Get quite a few of those, swarm over objectives, kill everything in sight. Uh, and then we move to some of the bigger miniatures as well. So you've got the new updated lictors. So this is the Neuro Lictor, which is your brain bug style killer. So lictors still perform the same job that they've always done in the high, in the high fleet. You're going to be infiltrating them into the back lines to kill everything in sight and destroy artillery teams. Um, and so with the Neuroelector, you've got a slightly more psychic-based bug uh, that can go in um, eliminating people with its mind. So I think you can't see me, therefore, stealth? Uh, yeah, it's the bug bladder beast of trial logic. Uh, if you can't see it, Good. it can't see you. So. <laughs> the best way to deal with it. That bug doesn't look afraid, though. Not at all. No, very, uh, <laughs> uh, there's also the traditional lictor as well. So um, you see it in the background there lurking, just like a good lictor. You'll be able to pick up the traditional um, version of it to go hunting things. And then you've also got the um, uh, the, the fancy one with the skin cape. That's also available um, for everyone to pick up. But that was previewed a couple of weeks ago. We had a look at that one. Oh, um, did he have to draw veins on the flipping tail? That's just gross. <laughs> They didn't have to, but they did. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think that's skin, Ben. It's a sucky bit. Yeah. But uh, yeah, as well as um, that, we also saw updates for the Tyranid artillery, essentially. So you've got the new look Biovores and Pyrovores. 
So um, they've changed from <laughs> the slightly more gorilla-looking ones. Yeah, I, I hate to say this, but whoever took this picture, I can barely make it out. There's so much going on around it. Yes, it is busy. But then I suppose that would, would be like looking at The best one, of right? it is they photoshopped in all that crap probably not. <laughs> yes. <laughs> probably, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you've either got the Biovore, which will fire spore mines into the sky that will land in the back ranks of your enemy army and sort of blowing up and killing everybody. Or you can get the Pyrovore, which will <laughs> sort of spew forth horrible, nasty, icky liquid, which will render uh, everything down into jelly so that your high fleet can consume it and use that lovely, lovely biomass. We, we get got, it. Their guns are juicy. juicy have, they got, guns. have they still got the Hierophant? Oh, it's uh, the Forge World Bio-Titan. Yeah, yeah they still make that in Forge World. Though. I don't know if they still make that. Because I was laughing with John last night, watching his build of it from Nidweek. Oh, God. Uh, and the bit in the middle where he just drops a big F-bomb. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to build oh, of course he did. Offer! Sick! <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think that was before I was editing for... For BOW back then, yeah, yeah, yeah. hashtag yeah, not yeah. my fault. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've also got two huge Whoa. additions to the line. Um, so there's the Norn Emissary and the Norn Assimilator. So for those people who don't know, the Norn Queen, which is like the, the head honcho of the, the hive mind, um, will sometimes have a particular enemy or a, a outpost or a target that needs to be destroyed and so instead of sending a sneaky little lick to him they basically send in the biggest assassin they can find <laughs> so a non-emissary or an assimilator has been designed to effectively be, be a huge living battering ram uh, that will charge and you the still be ranks. an assassin when everyone can see you coming well here, uh, here's the thing lloyd it's still stealth if everybody's dead <laughs> yeah, if yeah, that's very true. <laughs> um, so we've seen emissaries and assimilators pop up in books in the past, um, like the the Adeptus Custodes of fought against a Norn emissary on terror and all sorts of different things. Mm. Citation needed. Um, but I mean, there's uh, a, one... a decent rap of the skill because is that a wraith knight? So that's a, a wraith, wraith lord. Wraith lord next to it. So and a wraith okay. lord's like yay. <laughs> yeah. So, you so know, it, it's about that it's, big. It's so. about the size of a wraith knight, then. Just, just um, steel. I'd say it's yeah. It's probably about up to kind of like the chest of a knight. I would guess. Mm. Um, Some, somebody really gave up on the painting in the background. There it was just like, oh, a splash of wash on that and be done. Oh, it's a statue. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's a statue. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Narrative. Yeah. Narrative excuse for laziness. <laughs> Uh, so you've got the big um, emissary and assimilator there for those people that want to run something nasty to smash everything out of the way. Um, I'm no doubt Games Workshop are going to reveal all the rest of the Space Marine stuff in the near future because I bet they really wanted <laughs> it to be 50-50 so they could do both. <laughs> I hope the guy who painted all that stuff isn't watching this. We just called him lazy. <laughs> He's like, what the f- Oh, you've any idea how long I spent painting all this? <laughs> there's, there's an heavy metal painter somewhere who's crying into their cereal. This particular <laughs> moment. So, yeah. I'll just make it more delicious. But there we go. Uh, some stuff there for the Tyranids. If you want to pick those up and dive into an expanded and updated army for one nice. 40,000. So, yeah, very cool. Okie dokie. Enough of the news. Mm-hmm. It's time to take a look at some 3D printing. Hello, we are back in time to take a look at some 3D printing. Mm. It's very much the coming thing, I'm led to believe. 
<laughs> yes, yes, Jerry, it has been for many moons, many, many moons. Home printers didn't get me to print out books. Why <laughs> <laughs> should these 3D printer oh, things get me to print uh, out Jess? Well, uh, Jerry, Jerry, to... Jerry probably still has a dot matrix. Yeah. You'll be very happy to know that this new company that we're going to be looking at, well, not new, but this company that we're going to be looking at fresh here on the weekend uh, does both digital STL stuff and will print your miniatures for you. Uh, so this one's somewhat inspired by what we were looking at last week as part of a project uh, where someone was um, 3D printing some planes for use in uh, Blood Red Skies. These yes. are one 200 scale aircraft. So they came from a, a company called Rockworks, and I thought we would have an actual look at what they produce so that we can go through their stuff. So um, their main focus is essentially one 200 scale aircraft for use in games like Blood Red Skies. Not Saga. Mm. I didn't say Saga there. <laughs> they have a kitty uh, hawk. So they've done loads of interesting digital and printable, uh, printed, sorry, uh, miniatures for you to pick up that cross all sorts of different um, nations that were fighting during the time. So you've got British stuff, you've got German stuff, you've got the Italians, you've got the Soviets, you've got the Japanese, there's the French, there's the Polish Air Force as well in there, which is quite nice. Um, uh, Polish Air Force. The Polish Air Force. Yes, they That's actually have them. Wait. I'll just uh, go there now, shall I? Lord. <laughs> so uh, you I, I know the one plane I want them to make. Yeah. The finest piece of flying furniture ever made by Britain. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to fly with some of the best pilots in World War II, I would say that's the fact. <laughs> You've got some really nice options there with the uh, the miniatures and stuff that they've been working on. Um, as a, One of the things that's quite nice about this is that obviously not only are they trying to provide you with some alternatives to what it already exists from the folks at Warlord, but they're also doing lots of things that maybe fill in gaps and kind of give people access to a lot of those aircraft that maybe they have like, oh, I really like that one because I read about it in a book. Well, it's probably here as part of this collection because they have a huge amount of different options for you to choose from. Um, and also, I would guess for the most part, these are some of the easiest things to print, I would imagine. They're all just big, lovely one-piece things, really. <laughs> you just get them printed the way you go. So, yeah. I mean, depending on how delicate some of the components are, because, I mean, some of the the tail fins and stuff look very, very fine. Well, yeah. And if you if you orientate it on the bedroom, it could go very wrong. Well, it was quite interesting, because we actually saw some of the physical um, pieces that mm. were shown off in last week's uh, XLBS, and they actually can't look like the camera quite nicely, which was really good. Oh, so, fair enough, fair you enough. know, even if you are... Uh, printing away at these and you're a little bit worried um, hopefully it wouldn't be too bad to get some tweak settings great? and stuff in there mm -hmm. there is actually a thing at the bottom which is a helpful print guide so it's got print settings so you can actually follow um, that through and it'll give you ideas for what you might want to do with your um, it's a little, just at the bottom of that no, menu uh, there, so, yeah. scroll back up <laughs> these look great but I have a problem with them mm. what's what? your problem they're flipping landing gear I need landing gear because I want to print these out and stick them on my train layout instead <laughs> no. That makes sense. Uh, Why don't you just leave some of the supports cute. on the bottom of the plane and then there you've got your uh, undercarriage? That one comes with a free bomb. <laughs> it does come with a free bomb. <laughs> free high explosive love. Um, there's also a really nice little section uh, on that list to the left, which is prototype stuff and things that was done in 1946. So it's kind of planes that never really made it into oh, sort of circulation, which is paper really cool. panzers. Yeah. Paper yeah. So if you're looking to, uh, you know, that is so difficult to fly. What the hell yeah. did they do to that hankle? Who cares? 
Look at that. Look at that <laughs> uni wing jet fighter. Yeah. Oh, do they do a gargant? Oh, I don't know. So if you're planning to do stuff that is very uh, sort of what if, then you've got some options there, which is quite nice. So you've got lots of sort of weird prototype jet stuff and everything in there, which is quite nice to see. Um, and always good for those kind of people that want to take things to the next level and play out different campaigns and stuff like that. So it's basically a backwards plane. <laughs> what's going on with Flipping it's, Star Wars. No, no, yeah. it's, it's very Sky Captain in the world of tomorrow. <laughs> yes, it is, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a it's a vast selection of um, aircraft that you can, as I say, get either as STL files or you can get them printed, which is always good. Um, and obviously, the nice thing about getting three D printable files for this kind of stuff is that you can print endless amounts of them. So if you want to get yourself full on squadrons of things, oh, um, then you I've can got do it. That, so. I'll just have crashed airplanes all over my layout. There yeah. we go. Yeah, no land yeah I've required. gone and found the thing from miniature brushwork and look look Lloyd look what's oh, on the they, oh they do have landing they gear come with landing gear <laughs> flipping also now? Lloyd just, just going to say if you were going to do a crashed one it kind of would have to be accordioned <laughs> I don't know about that just take I, I, I've, I've seen that. some crashes and it's just mm-hmm. like the engine gets spat out the back ah just stick in a lump of mud be done with it mm. <laughs> <laughs> what else is in here there's uh, some but yeah. weird and wacky stuff very cool stuff in there. I, I love that it covers so many different air forces as well. Um, because one of the things that I think is really nice about games like this, like Blood Red Skies and and well, of course, back, backwards playing had to be Japanese. Yeah, is that you get obviously people are drawn in by playing around with things like Spitfires and Hurricanes and Lancaster bombers and everything mm-hmm. else in between. But then you go, ah, oh, but what did X have for this? And then you go and look at what the Japanese were playing around with or what the Polish were flying during the time and everything like that. I mean, you know, who would have thought you'd be getting lovely little seaplanes for the Imperial Japanese? I mean, obviously it's the Navy and stuff, but yeah. So I, you've they, got lots they did of- have some crazy ideas for their aircraft back in the day. They actually had like launch ramps off <gasps> battleships for scout planes. Yeah. Italian biplanes. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> that was, you have to remember it was what, 20, 30 years max from the, the first yeah. powered flight. So they were still very much experimenting True. with what worked. Yeah. Yeah. And figuring out how to use them in combat. Yeah, not just dropping brick, bricks on people's heads from above. Well, we figured that out pretty quick, didn't we? <laughs> well, well, I mean, good at that. I, I mean, I have explosive. I'm flying over this person. I drop the explosive. That person is gone. Sweet. Mm. Flechettes. Mm. They use a lot of flechettes in World War One. Mm. So, yeah, it was good. There's a lot in there, but you know, obviously talking about it from the aspect of blood red skies. But there's a, a ton of other um, interesting aircraft based games out there. Things like Blue Max was always a very popular one, which had hidden. Um, navigation in it. Mm. Oh, uh, oh a, Jerry. A little bit like, um, what you call it, like X-Wing, but, you know, good. Um, oh, where you're not cool. just having like a little dial, you have, you set your mm. elevation, your speed, and your direction, then everybody reveals them, and then all the movement gets done simultaneously. And cool. Blue Max had a a wealth of different um, planes in it that were available. And presumably it's still going. So there's, yeah, there's, there's op- opportunities to use these um, even you in you know dogfights and, and areas where it possibly isn't covered by some of the modern games. Well, Jerry, if you want it, you could maybe use some of these to upgrade your games of Undaunted Battle of Britain. Mm. Yeah, I think that could look very cool. You could you Ooh. could use them for wings, though, couldn't you? Yes, probably. There a game? There's a game called Wings. I didn't wings just imagine. Of glory. Yeah, yeah, Wings of Glory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, um, so, I mean, what, what's quite that? I mean, if you go to any any of the pages for any of the significant nations, if you know what Somebody I mean, so like there. the Brits, the the Americans, or whatever, there are like yeah, six, yeah, seven pages it. worth of stuff, and then there you go. That's some ah. interesting stuff about printing. So, yeah. use a like, photon uh, file validator. Uh so they're using an anti-cubic photon what, for their what stuff. What am I buying here? Am I buying the printed version of the STL? Yeah, you, you can, can buy, buy whatever you want. There's the printed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the printed come in flights, singles, or squadrons, mm-hmm. um, depending. Or you can just go in and buy the actual STL STLs. Yeah. yeah. So when you go into a let's let's go for Soviets. When you go into a Soviet page, you have both the resin prints mm-hmm. and then generally the actual STL afterwards, or the GIF. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> That's it, Jeff. Uh, yeah, I'm never going to get the pronunciation right, am I? So, whichever flavor of you know STL file you want, you've got it. Let me see the Polish stuff again. It went past real quick. This is all. This will all be early war then. No, no. Oh well. Oh, I spit. It will be the Polish pirate pirates with us. So the early war stuff will be their own, and then later on you'll be. Yeah, you'll have all your Lemleys. So the four at the top then is the early war. Yeah, I imagine so. The loss, the Karas, and the and stuff. Yeah, the Karas looks kind the, of interesting. Yeah, and then you have the both of them there as well. You're all ignoring me. Can we ambiguate one of them? <laughs> I yeah, can try, yes. but it'll have to be oh, by the medium bad of this. Oh, that's about as big as it gets. Oh, it and it starts shrinking yeah. again. Oh. 150 <laughs> is your your favorite. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep, there's the landing gear. Swish. Yeah. No, it's, it's de- def- definitely a cool idea that they're they're doing both so that mm-hmm. if if you are like Jerry and just want the actual thingy thing they, they will send you the thingy yeah, thing I don't want to deal with yeah, these and are if ones... you want the digi- digitally digital you can get that these are 1200 but you could definitely print these at 1100 oh yeah you could up the scales definitely for sure mm-hmm. because the thing about the Flames of Warplanes is they're not actually to scale no, no they're now you could print stuff ones is, the Flames of War stuff I think is actually like 160 or 1200 themselves so they 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 work on a smaller scale for thing, but then that's an abstraction. Yeah. They're very high. But what you want to do is print them much much bigger. But you're going to need a bit bigger. They're closer to your face. And, and put them on a big long stand, <laughs> so you get that whole force yeah. perspective thing. That's what yeah. you want to be doing. Uh, yeah. Or just hang a sheet of perspex over the top of your table, so you can just set them on and not have to do flight stands at all. I mean, what we do know is that Flames of War is just an abstraction of war anyway, because oh. there's no in, there's no infantry in that game oh. anymore. Jeez, I mean, God. Oh. Do they have that? Do they have that plane that Indy has the boxing match in front of? And then the guy gets killed by the big whirly I, propeller. I think that was just a Henkel. Henkel, maybe. Yeah. Probably. Uh, Again, it's Indiana Jones. It's, some, it's something German. Guaranteed. Something yeah. German. Well, not always. Sometimes they made stuff up like that tank they oh, made up. Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, God. The Land Raider. <laughs> I, I, I forgot about that thing. Why? Why? Why the Nazi death tank? Because they needed something that had tracks all the way around for the action scene to happen. Mm. Otherwise, the movie would have stopped when he fell on top of the <laughs> covered tracks and didn't move. Yeah. Wouldn't have been as much fun. Indy's dead. Indy's oh, uh, oh God, they're doing another one, aren't they? It's no, it's, it's done. It's, it's out. Started. Oh, it's out. Oh, God. Yeah, and it's the final it. one. Thank I God. Don't, I don't know if I should or shouldn't. Is Spoilers! In it? Spoilers! Spoilers! Close your ears, you don't want spoilers. There's Romans in it. I was half second too slow. Thanks, boys. <laughs> they, they, How many times did I shine spoilers? Are they in the Aquila? Are they flying around in like a, no. I don't know. I'm, I'm, <laughs> saying, I'm saying nothing because I know where they are. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yes. Uh, but it, it, shall it turns it? into, I will just say this if you want a serious Indiana Jones movie, 
you're not looking for Indiana Jones then because I don't think yeah. it's ever been serious. No, but but the Dial of Destiny turned schlock up to 180. <laughs> oh God! Uh, just saying. Did you win one of our prizes? Find out on our prize claim center over at ontabletop.com. Here we list all our previous prizes and those who have won. If you see your username, fill out the form to claim your prize. All prizes must be claimed within 30 days. And speaking of schlock, we Wait. have a couple of Kickstarters to finish off the show, and the first mm. of which is schlock. Yeah, the bestest way. Oh, oh God. So I, this... I, 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 I'm sorry, this one is not for me. I'm out. So this is Star Schlock, the battle game, which is a set of miniatures, but also skirmish rules for playing out 28mm sci-fi war games inspired by the movies and TV shows that you would have expected to be seeing on television during the 70s and the 80s. Oh, also, I, I would go one step the, further there. I'm going to go 50s. Yes. 50s, 60s, <laughs> 70s, 80s. Yeah, everything, basically, yeah. Um, so this is a game which can be played with as few as six figures or as many as 30. Um it uh, can be played with just two players if you want to, especially if you're diving into the start set. But they've also said that the game scales up to be played with as many as six people at a tabletop, and it all still runs really quickly as well, which is really cool. Um, the game is driven by a card-based initiative system. So individual characters have cards, and they can spe- they can use those to sort of activate and stuff. But you can also spend cards to remove an activation in order to go before somebody else. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to get the drop on somebody with your captain, then you could do, but you don't need to have one action to do it. So it's kind of like pushing your luck, which I think is really nice. All of the combat is done using really simple symbol-based um, dice. So they've got like little ticks and shields on them. So it's really easy to kind of just work out exactly whether or not you've hit or you've missed or anything like that. There's no kind of weird adding things up and modifiers and all that kind of stuff. Um, the actual set comes with a bunch of uh, 28mm metal miniatures. Uh, so you get the Explorer Court, which is mm-hmm. your kind of classic Federation-style adventures. Yeah, Captain it, yes. Kurt. Yeah. Tracking across the stars. <laughs> and most importantly, you'll see that all of them have little fancy skirts on, because that's what it was like at the start of Next Gen, so... <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Like this, the start uh, of Next boys. Gen, that's what it was like for original well, series. Yeah, Only true, the yeah, original... True. It's classic. Too cheesy. Too cheesy. And they are also going up against the space apes of the Galactic Simeon Kingdom. Uh, So you've got a proper, awesome, cool, retro, nostalgia-style alien force for you to be fighting on the tabletop at the same time. But... That's not all. As mm. the Kickstarter has been going on, has been going great guns uh, throughout its run. It's about eleven days left on the campaign at the moment, but they have unlocked loads of additional packs Look of characters. Look how majestic the they are! So cool, so uh, very cool. Um, so you've got Gorilla Grunts, you've got the Coalition Guard, you've got the Colonial Shock Troops, you've got so many miniatures that you will immediately recognise. Oh, yeah. oh, I remember that show. Yes, <laughs> I like these beefheads. Yeah. I can't. I can't remember what they're from, but I know I've seen them. Yeah, with the big visors, and then um, way down the bottom, you'll be coming across uh, Colonel Deering and Buck Rogers. And I was just like, that's just amazing. I need those in my life. Look, Sleazoid Marauders, the Necronauts. Oh, it's so good. It's Viper Legion. Yeah, to be led by a Cobra Commander, perhaps. So. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but they this Robbie the, the robot. 
I, I was looking through. Um, is that Doctor Zayas? Yes. Yes. Zayas. Do 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 do. Um, <laughs> so I was Robot looking monster. through. Robot monster. Yeah. I was looking through the Kickstarter pages, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, this sounds kind of cool." And then I watched the trailer. Mm-hmm. My God. Obviously, you can't hear it, but you need to go and watch the trailer. Watch the trailer. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No. Pause us. Watch the trailer. Come back to us. Back. Don't do it. Don't do that it. Was, Save yourselves. Amazing. Save yourselves. Don't listen to him. He likes forty k. Ignore him. Listen <laughs> to us. <laughs> there they are. There. Look. There's Buck Rogers. Yeah. Little daring. Yeah. They, they're just missing a tiny little tweaky. Be 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 be. But yeah, it's been designed so that it um, it can be played um, on as small as a three by three playing space if you're going to be playing with just six models so three per side or if you're going up to playing six player games you can dive into uh, playing on a four by six table there's a full rundown of the rules uh well a preview of the rules anyway um to sort of get you started over on the kickstarter page where you learn about fighting and stuff it's all done very in world which i love um yeah (laughs) you damn dirty apes (laughs) um so you can dive in and have fun with that it's got a fun breakdown of how the um the rules work i love the fired tokens and little lasers it's either pew pew or zap depending so you know who's it's It's so good is there is there a difference between a pew pew and a zap i wonder in the rules oh probably it's how much you want it. Yeah. <laughs> but then how much look, of my battery have I spent on this shot? Yeah. But then I love how you've got, got this really simple um, attack thing where it's just mm. you've succeeded or you've blocked. You just roll a number of dice depending on it and you know, where you go. Poor, and you can use cards to give you special abilities and all sorts of different poor things. Poor space on dead as a special effect. Of course, yeah. Yeah, I, I love that you. I love to think that maybe it's just you summon a necronaut. Yeah. This is yeah. this is bollocks time because I think I need this in my life. <laughs> it's funny you say that, Lloyd. Right? Because I was looking now. The top pledge is a grand. I'm not doing that. I'm what? Not. The top pledge is a grand. Oh man. yeah, it's probably like a retailer pledge or something. I don't know. But there's a very achievable one about three hundred quid, which will get me five packs plus five liters, which I think is surplus to requirements for every but it means pretty much you know, it's everything if we need like six to 30 aside like we're covered right mm-hmm. there i'm just saying lloyd the so, just saying. Hang on, hang on. are you asking lloyd to split the kickstarter with you or is it all no, for no, jerry no, it's all for I'm, jerry no. all for jerry all for yeah. jerry all the time got it although you know i, I will say if you fancy playing it lloyd we, we could do this thing we could definitely do this thing and my marriage was saved <laughs> <laughs> and i don't want to edit this video <laughs> I mean, why would you not? Where's the uh, pledge? I haven't done it yet. Because <laughs> I'm looking at it going, mm, do, do, I, do I drop it all now or do I drop a, a dollar on it and wait for the pledge manager? Mm. Uh, there's there, 290 quid, a train mat, plus all the deluxe add-ons, mm-hmm. five liters and five warrior figure packs. I mean, that covers quite a lot of them. Well, because it's essentially just, giving you le- it's giving you that many warbands or crews to play with. Yeah, but really, the problem so. is which warbands? Well, yeah. I mean, mm, well, here, it, there's no way I'm not not getting Buck Rogers. I had a Buck Rogers outfit when I was a kid. Buck Rogers was amazing. <laughs> it was great. And then Star Trek, I suppose, and the mm, the Zayas are no brainers. I mean, you got you got to have it may, it, may, it may have to go up a bit higher. What about what about Robbie? Well, he's part of the Explorer faction, so I think he he's standard in the the Battle Starter set comes because th- those packs are addition to the starter mm-hmm. set, which has the oh. apes and the, the Explorer Corps in it. Okay. Because yeah, you attack it's some extras. See? There, I really. think I like really, the beef heads the money. best. Jerry requires yeah. research research time. Are they up? Yeah. You go up for beef Which heads, one did you me? like? Sorry, I like the beef heads. Scroll back the up. The, uh, up, up, up. What is up, a beef up, head? There. Beef head. Them, with the big bug eyes and the weird ears. Proper, what is a beef head? 
that be proper, tribesmen. Proper old school B movie, big rubber mm. head people. That's what they are. Somebody <laughs> in the comments <laughs> okay. will tell us what film they're from, per se. But you know, uh, you, well, you're just enough. waiting for that. Well, actually, yep. Oh, I, I don't. Want those to guys look like Doomcock. Yes. What? <laughs> he's a great. He's a uh, great uh, channel on the YouTube's. <laughs> <laughs> Harvey Casulu will break free someday and kill everyone. I don't know if I need to beat what doesn't. I just said or not. I'm confused. <laughs> no, it's a name. No, no, it's a name. It's, it's I like the code. Okay. The oh, Coast Guard so cool. looked like the guy from the Android race from the Orville. Yeah. Maybe. Oh. The little round eyes and the Mixed very, with the like, Rocketeer oh, helmet. Really need, well. really need yeah. to rewatch that. Yeah. yeah. The little this colonial is, shock troops as well. Oh, it's so good. This is it's magnificent so and will be in no way, shape, or form. Featuring heavily in my life later on. I'm out. Sorry, boys. I'm out. Um, there is 11 days left on the Star Schlock. But do you know what's great with that? Is it could work well as a crossover with those other astronauts that we'd seen as well? Yes, I forgot. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you go, your poor 1960s astronauts land on the moon and they think they're having to deal with cosmonauts who have kicked over their moon base. And then they arrive there and it's beef heads. Beef heads! <laughs> oh, beef with heads. their wiggly ear things. <laughs> then you have to deal with the beef heads. Like, oh, I got licked by a beef head. Put us up in a cavalry, will you? Yeah. <laughs> That's the one. Right. Uh, yes. I don't know why they're called beef heads. They look a bit more like calamari to me. Uh, you never be certain until you paint them. I <laughs> thought yeah, their heads looked more like a mince pie. <laughs> what mince pies are you eating? Yeah, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have <laughs> back away from that one. 11 days left for Star Schlock. Mm-hmm. And we have a final Kickstarter before we end the show. Do yeah, so we're uh, well finishing things off with Flying Frog Productions, who are returning to the awesome world of Shadows of Brimstone, which we have talked about in the past. They do amazing, really fun, pulpy adventure, dungeon delving style games. Um, we've we've talked about some of their projects in the past. We talked about some things they're doing with like Vikings and Nordic stuff, which is very cool. But this latest one brings two new core sets to Kickstarter. So you've got the Lost Tombs of Camontet and also the um the last train, well, the impossible hell train, which is the last train to bring. Hell train. train. Hell train. It's trains, but they're going to hell, just like Lord. <laughs> this this Hellfire. Is, <laughs> this is one of the old guard. I remember us talking yeah. about this years and years and years ago. Yeah. So these are two core sets which are fully compatible with everything that exists currently within the world of Shadows of Brimstone. Um, they, you get loads of new heroes across both sets. So you get eight in total, four in each pack. Do we get the soundtrack? You've also, you've also got, well, maybe you've also got all of the awesome uh, miniatures you can see there as well, all of which are made in hips plastic. So they're nice and good to, to work with. I've actually picked up some of their. Look, they got stuff. it right. Look. Cowboys have to have trains. Have to there have we go. Yes. Okay. Yeah. okay. Correct. Um, but that train's uh, on fire. Is that okay, Lloyd, or is that bad? <laughs> it's because it's just so okay. metal. Um, <laughs> but I've picked up some of their stuff in the past. Back when we went to Gen Con, well, many years ago now, but played mm-hmm. around with some of their stuff. And it was really, really cool. Really nice to paint and everything and have fun with. Um, the first of the campaigns, the, the Lost Tomb of Camontet, will have you playing as the Soldier of Fortune, the Archaeologist, the Professor, and the Mechanic as you delve into a lost tomb. Who would have thought it in Egypt as you look to try and deal with an Egyptian sorcerer who has risen up their followers uh, using dark magic oh look how cool they are is it in egypt though or is it that egyptian tomb that's actually in the giant and the i was going to say the giant's causeway <laughs> <laughs> what's the giant what's the grand canyon that's it that you're not allowed to visit 
Oh right, no, no. What? This is most. This is most definitely yeah. classic Egyptian. There's an Egyptian right. base in the Grand Canyon, but it's all cordoned off by the U.S. military, oh. and you're not allowed in. So the conspiracy theory goes: aliens, man. Nah. Uh, but the Lost Tombs of Kamentet uh, brings in a new trap game mechanic, um, so you'll be able to deal with um, fighting. Uh, against traps and avoiding them as well as dealing with the enemies which i think is quite cool and again loads of awesome miniatures within this set for you to be using as part of this um all, all oh, no, the same combat mechanics well, that you've come to know and love from previous shadows of brimstone games have been carried over into this so it's got a really nice dice based system uh, which is very simple and easy to learn but then obviously you can upgrade and change your characters between um uh, missions in the campaign so you can take them in different directions and have fun with them and upgrade certain stats and everything as well which is always good to see um the second of the uh, campaigns, which is the Impossible Hell Train. Hell Train! Uh, takes you back to Choo-choo. Brimstone aboard, as you might have imagined, a Hell Train. Oh, yeah, uh, look at that. Mm. Where you're going to be riding no railroads. Uh, no tracks. It's a Hell Train. We don't need tracks. <laughs> so tracks where going. Uh, which will be having you ride through the corrupted Southwest. In this set, you're going to get the Bounty Hunter, the Cavalry Officer, the Reporter, and the Rail Worker, which is pretty cool. And then again, a whole host of amazing new miniatures to go on. Oh, my like God. That. <laughs> I'm sorry. The little dude in the middle is just having his best day ever. Yes, he really is. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, as you might have guessed from some of the images here, you're going to be a, aboard that particular hell train. It's a real witness having... to me. Yes, <laughs> very much so. uh, and you're going to be having to take on the undead, uh, which are the soulless that you see there. Train robbers who are trying to get on board your train and steal all of the things that you have, and dealing things like the hellborn engineer and the grotesque and everything else in between. But oh, oh, um, oh rails again. How how do you get on the train though? Is it like train? Is it like a normal start, like a, and then it all it, goes wrong? I imagine. But, yeah. but but is there like tiles to play on that are a train or what? Yeah. Well, so yeah, you so you'll have tiles to play on that will be representing the train that you'll be fighting through, which is really cool. So you have there a model of the train? Uh, I don't think there's a model of the train, <laughs> but um, although there, you can have there, a look. There's the train. Oh, there you go. There's, there's the train carriages. Go. Boom. There you go. So it's yeah, there is a train monster, though. Right, so you could make a model of a train. You could, you could make one. If if you really want to, Lloyd, if you really, really want to. And you could have it going around on a train track as you played the game. That would be uh, play, but, yeah. No, just yeah. go watch Rick and Morty. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so loads of awesome uh, characters for you to pick up and play with. I'd say all the plastic miniatures in there for both of those adventures. Lots of depth for both of these campaigns for you to dive into. Essentially, either one of these could be months, if not years of your life. Mm. <laughs> but on top of that, they've also got a whole bunch of Kickstarter exclusives as well over on the campaign page. So you can get two heroes, technically more than that, but you can get two heroes. So you've got the new Treasure Hunter and the Brimstone Ranger, which are additional hero packs. One is sort of themed towards Egypt and the other one's themed towards um, the Immortal Hell Train. Do you know which you one's always- uh, the Impossible Hell Train. Uh, but you could uh, switch them around if you wanted to and use them in different games if you wanted to, which is quite nice. There's also this set, which is kind of a hero expansion, but not really. So this is called the Crimson Hand Enclave expansion set. Mm. Uh, and this gets lets you play as the Crimson Hand Cult. So you actually are playing as anti-heroes so <laughs> what are they called? What, what's the hand called do they like do weird symbols with their hands or what's the they crack? probably just walk around like, I, I, I most likely they stab you and then plop their hand on yeah. it 
Yeah, they've caught. They'll have caught people red-handed. Yeah, because that so. guy's hand doesn't even look like it's connected to his body. It looks like somebody else has reached in. It might be. <laughs> yeah. So there's four additional classes in that box, which represent different members of the cult. There's also a mini campaign in that box that you can play through as long as you've got all the additional stuff for the game, which is really nice. Um, so you can essentially have them going around and instead of trying to secure relics and all sorts of different things in order to save the world, they are doing it to further the um the themes and what the Crimson Hand want to do with their campaigns and stuff. So it's a really nice way to sort of take your games of Shadows of Brimstone in a different direction, which is really cool. There's also, as you can see here, as Jerry's showing, loads of stretch goals that have been unlocked. They've been smashed down for both um, the Lost Tombs of Kamuntet and also the Impossible Hell Train. One of the nice things that I really like in this is that you've got alternative sculpts for all the heroes. Yeah, you've got hero right. gender swaps. Yeah, so if you want to play male or female for both of them, you're going to get those unlocked as part of the campaign. You've got additional enemies. Bad you've got loads of, more, loads of more cards and artifacts and everything else in between, big monsters and everything else there too. As you can see, they have more than easily smashed through their goals. Yeah, they've crushed so, it. Well, yeah, isn't you... this nice? In this episode, we've had straight-up cowboys, and now we've got pulpy cowboys. Now we've got pulpy I, cowboys. I, I, I would yeah. kind of be up for this one. Yeah, I think it looks really cool. And... Uh, question, Ben. The the two sets for this Kickstarter can they be played standalone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. they're, they're they're individual core sets that you can just play as they are. You don't have to have anything cool. else. You can either <laughs> pick up one or both and enjoy them, or you can. Um, the health train is tempting me very yeah, much. Or, so. you can, or you can go down the route of just throwing them in with some of the older heroes from previous versions of the game as well, which is really cool. So well, I don't have those. Yeah. So yeah, you, you could just dive in in this on. Uh, dive in on this one fresh and just pick it up. Look at the Ooh. exclusives! Oh my god, we're so good. <laughs> That's Hell the trade monster. Yeah. <laughs> what, looks, what looks to be a very, very big hefty flamer. Uh, yeah. They should so, really have had a Thomas edition. That is the uh, <laughs> that is the Hellborn engineer that you see as part of the uh, the Impossible Hell train set, which is very awesome. Do you like that train man monster? Yeah. Hellborn engineer, how the hell is he going to fit in the engine? He's giant. He is the engine. <laughs> he merges with it. Hi, 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 Lloyd. He's secretly a transformer. <gasps> no, 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 no more transformer trains. They're shite. <laughs> and we'll end on that. <laughs> there are six days left. If you want to get involved with flying frogs, Helltrian, and uh, the Lost, Lost Tombs, Tombs of Commit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and yes, massively funded. Uh, or don't forget Starshlock. So I don't want you to get distracted by the trains. Starship, <laughs> like cowboys and trains and demons. Well, it's okay because Justin's going to back Shadows of Brimstone, and you guys are going to back Starshlock. It's fine. So. Oh no, I'm too busy yeah. with Lunar. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm. I'll take on the Starshlock. Don't worry about it. There we go. Right, <laughs> um, that wraps us up for another week. Uh, we shall return next Friday. But if that's too far away, join us on Sunday morning over on tabletop.com for the Cult of Games XLBS. Swing! Ooh, look, we're everywhere. Uh, don't forget, if you want to win those uh, Infinity Code 1 starter sets, you need to comment on the Infinity videos, not this one. And I know I will already be seeing people going, uh, here's the comment. I'd like when. to win. Going, I'd like uh, to win. But you won't. No. Not this week. Go elsewhere. Right, we will see you soon. Until then, have a great week of gaming. Bye-bye. Go ahead and check out our other content on screen now. And while you're at it, why not hit subscribe and remember to ding our dong. Go on, you know you want to click it. Go on.